0: It definitely doesn't feel like it if you are a Guardians fan anywhere in the Midwest, but it is a month from spring training. How are we feeling about the team? Is anything else going to happen this offseason? Shane Bieber is still a Cleveland Guardian. Will he continue to be a Cleveland Guardian uh, by next month? The Guardians have looks like filled out their coaching staff. We'll get into that, and we'll talk about some players who have never seen snow that the Guardians are going to
1: sign this week. You are locked on, Guardians. Daily podcast on the Cleveland Guardians, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm just going to start out by saying my internet is suspect. I'm not going to say sus. I'm going to say suspect. So uh, we're going to roll with it. We're going to see how it goes. But I do want to just be upfront and honest. We're not sure how this episode is going to go. But we do know that this episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Uh, Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case. Providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics to treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com and use the code Locked to Get $20 off your order. That's jacemedical.com. Over there is Justin. I am Jeff. And... Yeah, we uh, basically when the Browns got knocked off the knocked out of the postseason, uh, I I had a friend text me. He was like, I thought something terrible had happened. And I was like, oh, oh no, it just I, I wasn't watching that game. But uh, that same day was 30 days till um, pitchers and catchers report. So we're under 30. College baseball season is, you know, four five or five weeks, weeks away. away. So, you know, especially as we'll get into what's going on with uh, Cleveland, as we'll get into some of the questions. And I I just got to send this out there before we dive too deep. The amount of negativity I still get never ceases to amaze me. Again, I understand if it's your frustrations with this team, I understand the frustrations with the offense. Um, But just the blanket negativity, I I can't quite understand. And hopefully there'll be some fun things to talk about uh, very soon. Uh, Just in terms of, you know, so many of these young players stepping forward and, uh, you know, I'll say it again and risk getting myself in trouble, but listen, the Dolan's not a bottom 10 ownership. I think I just cut out, not a bottom 10 ownership in baseball, not a top 10 either, but they're definitely not the worst owners in this city. And I, I will stand by that.
0: Yeah. I, I, I don't know where I, I come in on that right now. I mean, there's, you know, The Browns are more ethically compromised. I don't know. That's a conversation we really, really don't need to get into. But uh, 30 days from spring training, Jeff, how how are you generally feeling? Like, are we – do we feel like something else is going to happen at this point? I feel like – I don't know that Cleveland was going to be enormously active this offseason. I do feel like they felt they needed to make some changes, and the – TV contract situation has kind of hijacked their offseason and it's hijacked the offseason everybody else. I mean, the Texas Rangers, let's look at them. I mean, that's a team that spent a ton of money last winter. They won the World Series. And their TV contract is up in the air, too. And everyone thought they were going to re-sign Jordan Montgomery. And they still might, but to my knowledge, Texas has Texas signed anybody yet this offseason?
1: I mean, I don't I I, they lost Mitch Garber. They remember Otani. People, it was it people were saying they were gonna get Otani. I said they have gotten nothing. Um, yeah, I'm, so it's going to be interesting. Texas has done anything like so. Their entire they offseason on the has list, been. They weren't on the list of teams who have done absolutely nothing. Um, they signed Kirby I'll Yates, look, who's a
0: reliever, a 36 year old reliever. At that, they like, did like, sign Tyler, Tyler Malley. They signed Tyler Malley uh, to uh, M- so that yeah. pillow deal. So that's a smart so one. That,
1: that was their but, and they added Andrew Kinsner this week to be like their backup catcher to replace yeah. Mitch. They went from Mitch Garver to Andrew Kinzer. Uh, That's not, not ideal. Off.
0: So, yeah, I, mean, I mean, okay. Texas is not a fair comparison because they didn't need to do much. It's obviously already no. a very loaded team, and, even though they do I need get- pitching, but just to show you that, you know, the, the Rangers are in the same situation, TV contract wise as Cleveland. And they've had a relatively quiet offseason. Now when you're coming off a world series, you know, you're going to, you don't really need to appease the fan base or make any big moves. Like, not that you should be sitting on your laurels, but you know there's a lot more room for leeway for the Rangers than there are the Guardians. But you know the Twins. Okay, the Twins are probably a better example, right? The Twins have done. Have the Twins added any players? They've lost a ton of players.
1: They weren't on the nothing list, so now have I have done? to look up the Twins' transactions. I mean it's it's been brutal for them. They've lost like they're going to pay Mo- Farmer
0: six million dollars. <laughs> they're going to do that. So there's Oof, that.
1: I still can't believe of when when you're a team that knows you need to save money, that that is your move. I mean, their biggest move of late was they claimed Ryan Jensen off of waivers. That's what they did. Um,
0: they signed uh, Josh Stalman from the Royals, who was dealing the with thoracic outlet syndrome, by the way. So that's yeah. – okay. So the, the Twins are a better comparison than the Rangers, too. The Twins are also in uh, TV hell limbo as far as money is concerned. So they're in the same boat mm-hmm. as Cleveland, and they have hemorrhaged a lot of pitching – um, I would imagine, you know, I don't they really even we brought back guys it.
1: like, uh, Taylor and Solano who were very useful for them, but it were cheaper types.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, I really don't know. So I would imagine the conversation in, in Minnesota is not great that, you know, we haven't really talked to anybody we know from Minnesota about this off season, but I got to imagine the conversation there is not great coming off a pretty, you know, they actually won a playoff game for the first time in like 20 some years and now this offseason they've lost a lot of pitching so we'll see what happens but so again i don't i don't know that cleveland was ever going to be like mega active i do feel like they needed to make some moves to you know get back on track from where they were last year they felt like they were moving in the right direction obviously winning in the division in 2022 and they still have a very young core and i mean i know i think we all know they wanted to train Shane Bieber this offseason and we can get into that they definitely wanted to trade Shane Bieber, but it, it it's not happening. And that's mostly because of his health and his, his uh, lack of performance the last couple of years. So that was kind of the one move that I think made the most sense for them this offseason in terms of getting out in front of the risk of Shane Bieber, getting something for him instead of letting him walk, and allowing that to be the avenue where they retool their offense. And it just hasn't taken place because the offers aren't out there. I mean, everybody, you know, last January, you and I, had a conversation on this show because it came up on your your phone, right? Your you got yeah. a phone reminder saying Shane Bieber trade. We were a year ago we were predicting when Shane Bieber would be traded. We didn't predict he'd be hurt in 2023. We were predicting when he'd be traded. We said January twenty twenty four he'd be traded because that's gentlemen Cleveland makes this kind of move. It's still January for, you know, another fifteen days or so or sixteen days. So it still could happen, but coming to this offseason you and I both felt that there was very little chance for Shane Bieber to be traded because of the injuries and the performance. And now, now we're sitting here on January 15th and every single narrative at this point seems to suggest that they're not getting the offers they would prefer. And it makes more sense for them to go into the season with him. But I don't know. I I still feel like this roster can compete. Like I know I said on a solo show the other week and someone got mad at me saying, wow, our best case scenario is if everything breaks, right. It's an average offense, with this pitching staff, if this if this offense is league average, let's say they finish 15th in baseball and wait to runs created plus out of 30 teams. With this pitching staff and this division, that might be enough to make the playoffs. And I'm not saying that would be
1: a be monumental shift.
0: Right. And I'm not saying I'm not saying that you know just making the playoffs should be enough, but it's half the battle. I mean, look at Arizona last year, right? That's still half the battle to get there. You should want more, you should expect more but it's still half the battle to get there and you still have a young roster and a young pitching staff. So I'm saying there's still reason to believe this, this team is still going to be competitive in this division. Like even though this offseason has been pretty underwhelming to say the least, and there are still questions. So I, I just don't know if anything's going to happen. I don't know if, if anything's going to get resolved on the 19th when supposedly this, this TV deal gets done because in 2025, there's still no TV answers yet.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, yes, people also be like, hey, Kansas City's having problems, and they spent a lot of money on... on
0: uh, they're I trying to buy take, a new stadium, though. <laughs> yeah,
1: they're trying to, to get a new stadium. and Breast the um, wheels. You know, it, it's going to be interesting to see what happens across the, the picture, but, I mean, they also spent a lot of money on not very good play. Like, I'll still take Cleveland over Kansas City right now, and you can throw this in my face if I'm wrong, which is totally fine. But, yeah, I just don't feel like... In general, this is a team that uh, Cleveland was never going to. Uh, we have this fight every year on the podcast. We had it last year, which I think was your first offseason. Definition of insanity is, you know, doing the same thing, expecting different results. Even if everything was okay with TV money, they weren't going to spend in December. Like, that's not how you had like the rare occurrences where the Swishers and the Bournes and the Edwins. But those are the rare occurrences they sit and wait there is a ton of talent left in free agency and i feel like that's part of you know just the hanging out and waiting you know it, it we'll see because again i think there's a chance where they learned in my opinion the wrong lesson a year ago which is like oh we we lost um you know basically a year of control with tanner bybee but it's really hard to get, you know, finish first in rookie of the year. So if they decide to kind of pull a similar situation with what they did with Zanino and Naylor and sign a DH, I mean, there's, there's, they're not going to get on Solaire, but there's, and I, I doubt Jock Peterson or or Bellinger, especially after, you know, uh, Bellinger's comments. There's still JD Martinez. Uh, maybe there's a Reese Hoskins on a pillow contract trying to, re, you know, get value. I mentioned Solano. I don't think Matt Chapman's, but there's, there's a solid mid-range tier, and when there's all of these guys I'm talking about, it just kind of goes to show that there's still a lot of options out there. The market hasn't gotten as barren. And I I still would not be shocked if they added a bat at some point. I'm just kind of waiting to see who's still sitting there when we get to, you know, pitchers, catchers reporting, who's getting a little more desperate. Who's willing to take a little less.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know that that move is coming. I, I hate to say that that's, you know, TV deal. And they fight out their TV situation for 2024 and, Boom, they do something. I just don't know if that's gonna happen, but it does feel like they probably still need to make at least one move, whether it's signing a, a bat somewhere or making a trade of some sort. Because we've been waiting three years for them to make a trade of one of this this glut of middle infielders. It just hasn't happened, and you wonder if
1: because there's like two overbaked. teams that need a shortstop.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's and and Cleveland has gone heavy in the shortstop market in the international classes and We're going to talk about the international signing day and and a little bit of a change to approach there. That you know, maybe this is maybe it's a good thing. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about another uh, Guardians hitting coach that is joining the fray as well. All coming up here on Locked On Guardians. Before we get into the coaching and international signings, boy, the NFL playoffs have been uh, interesting so far. The Browns got shellac. The Cowboys. Cowboyed real hard, uh, <laughs> but you can still get on the action, have yourself some fun with FanDuel during the playoffs. America's number one sportsbook right now. If you are a new customer, so if you have not joined the fun of FanDuel yet, you can do it right now and get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 money line. i mean, $5 bet, period. Not just money line anymore. It's $5 bet, period. That's $150 in bonus bets for you to have fun with on FanDuel. Win or lose, just place a $5 bet, and you're going to get $150 guaranteed dollars. In FanDuel, if you're a new customer, so now you know you got to play the money line. There are so many different things you can do uh, during the postseason. You can do live same game parlays. They got a doubleheader coming up today on Monday that could be very weird in in Buffalo. Uh, Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays across the app and and so much more. I'm still a big fan of the player props myself. Uh, Might be a hard one. To predict in Buffalo, I would take the under on passing yards, probably. Uh, So visit fanduelcom slash lockdown and make your first bet. Still says a layup. I'm going to go with the field goal, even though field goals are not as easy as they used to be. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL and Major League Baseball. And we talked about the Guardians still trying to put together a roster that makes sense for this team to contend. Uh, passion, drive, patience that's what bring homes, brings home the winning trophies. So it keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. If you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has you covered over 122 million parts for your number one rider day. You'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. Spend that cash wisely, unlike some other baseball teams this offseason. With all your parts, you need the prices you want. It's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusion supply. eBay guaranteed fit. Available only to U.S. customers. All right, Jeff. So we generally think that... Do we think there's going to be one move, one more move? Is it going to be a significant move of some sort, a trade, a signing? Is are they going to do one more thing? Do we generally feel like this is the the roster you're going to have going to spring training? And if, if this is the roster going into spring training, how do you feel?
1: I think they're going to do something. I don't know what it is yet, but I, I don't think that you know. There's been enough little slips here and there. Um, you know, I don't know how to take the Jim Bowden thing. From a few weeks ago, where he said that you know he heard that they want to add a bat directly from the front office because this front office is known for for putting things out there directly on Front Street. That's that's what you know everyone all the time. Um, Yeah, I I mean he's been projecting them to get a DH in every single article since the start of like August. So you know he's at least consistent. Um, But when I look overall, the nuts and bolts of this team is what they are. Could they add another bat? I think, again, they're going to look and see who's available, who's willing to take a cheaper deal, who they can get at a good price. And then I think that is going to determine, like, if that proven player is a first baseman and it's like, well, Manzardo, you get a year, you know, some extra time down because someone's going to get hurt, right? Josh Naylor can't stay healthy for a full year. We know this. He's never going to stay healthy for a full season. You're going to have some flexibility with it. And I, I do think there is another bat coming. Um, as for a trade, you know, we've talked about it a lot of times. It's it, The problem with Cleveland's shortstop glut is there are mediocre shortstops. These aren't star players. These aren't guys who are going to do a lot of things where you can transition them to left field, transition them to right field, and the bat carries them. It's their ability to play shortstop that carries them with mediocre offense. These are not star type of players. These aren't bat first types. These are guys where... If you have to move Rokio off a short, his value plummets, right? If you have to move any of these guys off a short, so much of their value is based not on what they do as a hitter, but that position. That is why they are not great trade assets Um, because there are a lot of shortstops and teams are pretty good and they'll run out lesser talents if the bat is there anymore. Um, Especially with like the shift going away, it kind of feels like there's less value in shortstop defense. You don't have to ask them to cover as much ground as when they were shifting, you know, it's like you can kind of have a little more statuary there and Cleveland just had a statue for five years of shortstop. So they didn't even value the players that they are trying to trade because they stuck with a guy who can't really, who was a bad defender at shortstop.
0: Yeah. I, I, I can't have that conversation again. We did our shortstop positional review for yeah. 2023 and I, I refuse to, to utter that name again. Uh,
1: He's going to be their free agent signing. You just wait and see.
0: Yeah, to play first base, they can keep comments art on AAA. I, I don't know if I really want, like, a DH type, to be honest, because I – it's probably unlikely. Like, I don't see the point in it other than just to play service time games. But, you know, if they sign any kind of bat, you're probably pushing comments art back to AAA, and I think he's one of your best 26 players. So I think it's a little foolish to do that, even though this team really could use one more, you know, bat somewhere. But then again, if you sign if you sign some sort of offensive player somewhere um, you are pushing menzar back to triple a and you don't, you're not giving him a way in because, you know, I, I guess we'll see what happens in spring training with Dale Santos and how they want to play that and how they find a way to keep him around if they really want to. And then figuring out how they're going to con, concoct this outfield mix of Loreano and, Quan and uh, Florio and, and straw and will Brennan somewhere, even though I don't know. I have a hard time seeing it there and and looking at other guys from the minors, but you could sign an outfielder, I guess, in that, in that way. And, you know, Florio's out of options and maybe that's just a way to for themselves, for them to give themselves something of upside. If they don't go out and get anybody else in the outfield, Florio gives them a, a, a high upside lottery ticket, if they don't do anything else this offseason, I do think it's disappointing for this team to not address the, any needs this offseason coming off of last year because people did expect a, a repeat division title, even though development's not linear. But, you know, you you lost three, four fifths, of your starting rotation. I mean, police Pl- was bounced, as we talked about, and Savali was hurt and then traded. Beaver was hurt. McKenzie was hurt. Cal Quantrill was hurt and was not good. So your entire rotation was in shambles last year from what it was in spring training. And now coming into this year, again, progression or development's not linear, but, and there's always sophomore slumps, but you know, in theory, this, this has a chance to be one of the best rotations in the American league. And I, I do have concerns like, you know, you about I, adding a bat
1: I'm not quite doing that. I, I mean, I think it could be good, but you, there's so much. I, I the is very
0: there is. Well, I know I'm not saying it has the potential to be one of the best rotations. I, and I said, You've got sophomore slumps. You've got, you know, development not being linear. A lot of these guys take a step back. Someone, someone in the rotation is going to get hurt. It's likely going to be Bieber McKenzie just based on, you know, the best predictor of future injury is past injury, especially when it comes to arm injuries for pitchers. You know, hope, hopefully that's not the case. But, you know, as much as we're talking about, you know, adding a DH or adding a, a bat somewhere in the outfield or whatever, I still have concerns about the rotation. I'm, I'm excited about the potential of the rotation. I'm excited to watch it. But if one arm goes down, you're throwing in Xavier and Kerr to be your, your fifth starter for however long. And if that's if that's two weeks, that's fine. If it's two turns through rotation, that's fine. If it's any longer, it's a little concerning. Joey Cantillo, I don't think he's quite ready to, to jump in. You know, May whenever if it's May or something, and to hold down a, a rotation spot five five or six turns through. So like, there's no there's no uh, depth there to save your rotation if you lose a key member for an extended amount of time next year. That's my biggest concern. And I don't think there's any free agent out there that makes you feel bad about that. I mean, you can certainly give a Corey Kluber or Carlos Carrasco, a free agent, deal, a minor league deal to prove it and, you know, try to work it that way. I don't see it happening. Um, there's other guys that are out there. I just don't like that much. Could they make a trade? Maybe I do still have a concern about, about the starting pitching depth. Um,
1: yeah. I just Gary feel like have,
0: it's still top of that hitting coach.
1: Yeah. I just feel like there's a lot of, um, so much like every, every single guy has some degree of, of high risk, uh, outside maybe by being that's just my general concern. Um, but yeah, it, it is, it does feel like we know who the five are going to be.
0: It does. And that that. And if you get a little bit better health luck this year in 2024, that rotation could easily carry you most of the year. So even, a. uh, slightly below average offense gives you a chance to win. And I think the bullpen will be better this year as well. Uh, it won't be as bad as it was a year ago, at least not as untimely bad. And you have, you actually do have depth options in the bullpen, which is nice. That's one area they do have. they have some options to go to um, if things falter in that direction. So, you know, the pitching is good enough, especially with the twins losing pitchers. The pitching is good enough to keep this team in contention as long as it stays healthy. But if if there is an injury, to the pitching staff. I think that really blows things up and, you know, the the, the odds of hitting, adding a hitter. I think the, I think your best bet is just to bring comments out North at this point, like I'm sitting there in January 15th saying, just bring comments out North unless you make a, a more significant move. We'll talk about one of the coaches that's going to coach comments, Zardo, and then the guardians hit, hitters this year. And we'll talk about international signing day coming up on January 15th.
1: So I got an ad copy here. I'm going to crumple it up and throw it away for Jay's case. Cause as I've talked about Jay's case bailed me out. I enjoyed having my Jay's case. And the reason it was so important and so helpful is because I get sinus infections all the time. I know what happens when I get a science infection. I know how I need to treat a science infection. And it's one of the antibiotics in the Jay's case is, is one of them. And I was wake up in the middle of the night with headaches and instead of spending 275 to go see my doctor, cause that's what it would cost. I just opened up my J's case. I took my medication, took it you know, twice a day over two weeks. And, hey, do you hear me coughing? <laughs> Complaining about my coughs in the pocket. You don't, right? It's gone. That's why you need a Jay's case. It saves you money, makes your life simpler and easier. It allows you to cut out the middleman. And especially if it is a chronic condition, that's what Jay's case is going to be there to help you. With. So head to JaceMedical.com. Use the code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your order today.
0: All right, looks at the Guardians have filled out their coaching staff for the 2024 season. So if you're not familiar, Victor Rodriguez, who was the assistant hitting coach, he left for the Golly. Padres to be their their hitting coach and uh, very well-respected. I think someone said that Sandra Bogarts probably made a big pitch for him and uh, at least put some good words in him in San Diego. He was with Tito for quite a long time, so not a surprise They moved there. off of
1: all those old Tito guys outside of, of – uh, Carl Willis. Carl Willis. You mean Mark Wiley. Well,
0: <laughs> Mike Wild, yeah, you're still gonna go there. What about Dick Paul, man? We're, we're no love for Dick Paul. Um, no, nope, <laughs> Sandy Alomar, not stepping, here, not stepping Sandy into that. Not stepping into that. Sandy Alomar is still here, so there's that. Uh, so Dan Puente is from coming from the Cubs, he is replacing Victor Rodriguez in the coaching staff. Looks like
1: another cubby in. coach for hitters, yeah.
0: Looks like another assistant, he'll be the assistant hitting coach. Some interesting things here, so. For one, this is reported by uh, Sadev Sharma, who is the Athletics uh, Cubs beat reporter. So pretty good there. Um, he's a bilingual coach. Dan's uh, 43. If you're watching on YouTube, we got some stuff scrolling across the bottom. 12th round pick out of uh, Bradley University. So pretty good school there. He's an ex-catcher. Bradley Beavers. Bradley Beavers. Yeah. Uh, I know more about their basketball team than they do their baseball team. So I'm not sure about that. But uh uh, didn't play very long in the minors, but he is bilingual. He is, uh, he was with the Astros as a scout for a couple of years and their leaner years. So there is that, uh, and then the he white
1: like, Sox, right. And then from there to the Cubs.
0: Yeah. With the white Sox, he was more in like a youth kind of role. Like he was doing more out, outreach to youth baseball programs. So not really working with the players on the stat the, and the team so much. Um, he maintains a uh, spot or he did maintain a spot at elite baseball training, which is kind of a, one of those tech lab hitting programs. So, you know, he's probably going to infuse some more uh, advanced concepts and, and some tech into some uh, hitting, co- hitting instruction here. And then he was the Cubs. What uh, was a uh, minor league hitting coach at two different levels from 2020 to 23. And the Cubs just recently promoted him to minor league hitting coordinator. So he was going to oversee the entire, minor league hitting operations uh, come in the coming year before Cleveland came calling to hire him. So um, I'm sure Carter Hawkins made a nice uh, connection there calling him. So, um,
1: and there was well, no we'll see what happens with him and Vileka previously cracked. Cause when I mentioned it to you, you were like, Nope. So even though, but they must like the, uh, the overall approach. So I guess whenever we have Cubs fans talking about trades that Cleveland should make or why Cleveland should give away pitching for nothing, uh, apparently they do like the overall, uh, approach the Cubs have, cause that's back to back coaches from that organization that they brought in to handle, um, yeah. you know, trying to, trying some new approaches. And as we said, this off you know, they've added a bunch of people who are different and they've made comments that they're kind of trying to, they, they realized that a one size, uh, one size fits all approach was not effective
0: yeah there there really wasn't any overlap with the lake they were in the organization at the same time but looks like uh, puente was working the minors whereas the was working on the, the major league staff for a little bit at least for for one year but you know losing rodriguez he was bilingual so this does help having puente come in and, and be that uh voice for the latin hitters and that's important to have on, on the staff especially in the hitting role i would be curious to see how they infuse more um new concepts speaking of uh, concepts changing so as you're listening to this, today is International Signing Day. It used to be July 2nd. Now it's Jan- January 15th because of COVID a couple of years ago, and they've just kind of left it where it is here. It's a very weird uh, schedule. I, I I don't understand it. And Jeff and I will be completely honest with you. Uh, we don't really get deep into, as much as we do prospects in the draft, we don't get deep into the weeds on international signing because these are 15, 16-year-old kids. You're so are a little bit Yeah, I mean, these are as raw as it gets. And, you know, some of these deals are are backhanded deals. Like, I, you know, a lot of these kids are posting pictures of themselves on Instagram. No, this is not any fault of them. This is just how the system works. But they're 14, 15. They're working on it at their team's academy, not just Cleveland. It's all over baseball. They're they're 14 years old. They're wearing Astros gear. They're wearing Cubs gear, Guardians gear. They already have a deal in place with the teams at 14. And it's just a wild, wild west. It's very unregulated. It's very
1: poorly regulated. no... There's no yeah. ramifications for, I mean, no, you have to be really blatant. Yeah. Blatant you have to, to really get bad. a penalty.
0: So the reason we don't really get into the weeds on this is because again, these are teenagers. They've only, they're only playing their ball over in Latin America, you know, Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico and, and not even Puerto Rico anymore because they're part of the draft and uh, Venezuela and Cuba, all these other countries, Colombia. So it's, we don't have any eyes on them. We're reading other people's reports. So Ben Badler, is the uh, Baseball America international signing guy. He is you know, in these countries watching these kids. He's writing about them. He's scouting them. Does great work. So if you're into this kind of thing, I recommend if you can afford it, a Baseball America subscription, they do great work in general. But for international signing stuff, they're the best you're going to find, I think. Um, so really, we'd just be reading off other scouting reports, which is really the case. So I'll just go ahead and tell you, Ben Badler, he's a top 100, and this is who the Guardians are, are projected to sign um, at some point today, Roberto Arias is an outfielder. He's ranked 14th in the top 100. Um, he's their top, top guy in the, in the class this year. Number 75, shortstop Gabriel Rodriguez, no relation to the other Gabriel Rodriguez, who's a third baseman in the system, who was also signed to as shortstop. He's from Venezuela. 82, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, is left handed pitcher Miguel Flores on battlers rankings. Uh, he's a 19 year old Q in pitcher. So not only is he older for a prospect, but uh, I'm sorry, this is not the 19-year-old. This is another Cuban. So another 19-year-old I'm going to talk about in a minute. Um, but just signing a Cuban pitcher in general, Cleveland has not done a lot of work with Cuba. Like Yandy Diaz and I think, uh, oh, Jeff, who was the reliever that came over with Yandy on the boat?
1: Uh, Leonardo Le- Linares. Linares,
0: yes, Leonardo Linares. So they have not really gone into Cuba in a while. So that's the last time I can think about that. Uh, number 90, Luis Rayson de la Cruz is a shortstop from the Dominican Republic. Uh, and Estevelle Marillo is an outfielder from the Dominican Republic. He's ranked 96 on Badler's rankings, and 97 is Adelvis Perez, a right-handed pitcher from Cuba, out of 100 on Ben Badler's rankings. He is the 19-year-old Cuban pitcher. So, hey, they're doing something a little bit different. The only Cuban pitcher I remember working out for Cleveland was Danny's Bias, but he was a major league ready product when that happened, and that was a very different time in international prospect yeah. history than it is right now. But you know, does that it, it's a really little...
1: work out? I mean, he was a good player. I just remember the hype at the he time was he was going to be, yeah. be there. El Duque. And then he ended up being a reliever.
0: Yeah. He was okay as a starter, better as a reliever. He had a decent career. So, um, you know, one of those lessons learned, I guess, but you know, very different climate back then in terms of international prospect for baseball. Um, but you know, the night, the, the Cuban thing is interesting. I don't, you know, we don't really want to get into videos or scouting reports on these kids. Cause we don't know, really know much, but, um, You
1: know, and most videos you see are taken from these guys' Instagram accounts, literally copied Um, and pasted.
0: Yeah, they're blurry. But you know, looking at this top hundred here, you've got a couple pitchers, you've got a couple outfielders. Cleveland, two things: Cleveland has not done in the international market recently. They have not really invested much in outfield. It's been very, very shortstop heavy, and they haven't invested in pitchers heavily in the international market because they just don't. They haven't developed any of them well. So. Those are new approaches. Signing someone who's 19 is a new approach. I'm all for doing something new in this, this, this kind of uh, avenue of, of town acquisition, because it's something they haven't explored and you've got to explore different avenues in order to develop your system and keep it diversified and healthy.
1: And I know we're running a long time, but one thing I want to point out about the 19 year olds is that goes so far against everyone's type. So this might be an attempt to give more value, right? Like these are the players that get ignored because, (laughs) you know, because of the fact that they're older and late signings and you know we've seen this team take injured guys take undersized guys take all sorts of things trying to find ways to get you know a a market inefficiency so there could be some of that um yeah they're about five years away from being five years away to steal a friend for Shilla line i believe from the basketball side of things but they're interesting they need to be part of the lifeblood of team but they won't be uh at least while i'm still in my 40s so Thank you all for watching. Rate and review, download. It helps. Keep the comments coming. Uh, I'd like to thank all of our everydayers like uh, DB Collins and uh, I believe John Fagan. So thank you all. And as we always end it, go, go, Guardians, go.